let's move on to the Eagles, who played the Jaguars. Jaguars went in, uh, Jaguars jagged or roared into uh, a 14 to zip lead at one point at the start of this game. Uh, Eagles go 4 0, 29 21 victory. Uh, still undefeated. More of a quiet day, Brian, for Jalen Hurts, but it was a Miles Sanders ball. Really, really good performance from him. But for Trevor Lawrence, a few mistakes, and maybe if those mistakes were rectified, if it was a different day, the game could have been a lot uh, closer. The one takeaway that I got from this game of 40 this morning is both teams are really good. I'm excited to see both teams later in the stretch in the season. Yeah, like the Jags, you know, they've, they've lost a difficult one here. Like I, I picked them. I felt they would win. When I saw 14 nil, when we walked out of our press conference yesterday, we saw 14 nil. I was thinking, here we go. This is what I expected. A strong defense to hold Hurts in check. And the Jags were driving a 14 14 nil up. They were in the Eagles' half of the field. And then he has a, a fumble in which no one touches him. He, he's running with the ball and he lets it slip. He had four fumbles yesterday and an interception. The weather was, was bad, so okay, we'll give him a benefit of the doubt. But when you have those many turnovers, you're not going to win a game in the NFL. You need to protect the ball. And they had seven drives where they didn't complete one first down. Essentially, they had seven three and outs, which you're never going to win games. And your right horse didn't have the best of games yesterday, but just the reality of the Eagles' offense, they can lean on the run. They had 50 rushing plays yesterday, and they had 124 yards off Sanders. So when you've got that in the back in your back pocket, you may, you don't need Hurts to be getting get outside the pocket and running all day long. And you know he doesn't necessarily have to chung deep balls down the field. They can rely on the run game, and that's essentially what happened yesterday. Got him over the line. And they were outscored in the second quarter, three touchdowns by the Eagles. And they put the game away in the end, like with extra field goals. There was a late touchdown. But once the second half came in, I didn't feel there was any other result than the Eagles' victory. Um, Mark, in terms of the Eagles, have you looked at their schedule? Are they going to lose a game before this? Is, is it the Packers they're playing in November? Ge- genuinely, I just can't see yeah, they're going to lose. Yeah, I know, but look, any given Sunday as well uh, and all that, I think it is fascinating that from seven teams in October 2020 being undefeated, five in 21, we now only have one in October 2022. You know, the league wants parity. By God, has he got it. Uh, the Eagles, the only undefeated team, and the Texans, the only team without a victory. Um, and But this game, to me, showed why the Eagles are the last undefeated team and why Philadelphia is getting more excited about them. Um, Sirianni's putting his trust in Jalen Hurts. I mean, you know, he didn't have a huge day in terms of numbers per se, but they were in a very difficult third and long situation right by the goal line, going backwards, you know, messing up a drive a bit. And Hertz came out not only with a great 13-yard run, but then a huge run, if you can have a huge run, for three yards for a touchdown where he took a massive lick on the goal line. It was a real, you know, I'm going to get it. This is me. This is kind of all my frustration about being trying to, you know, tailored as a tailback or a running back, about losing my gig to Tua back in Alabama, about no one believing in me and all these people giving out about me. Uh, it was a degree of leadership. And Sirianni said afterwards, he said, you know, that's why I trust you. I put my trust in you. And you can kind of draw parallels if you're an Eagles fans to Doug Peterson putting his trust in Nick Foles when it really mattered. Um, that's what you need. He believes he's his guy. He's backing him to the hill. And I think Hertz is responding to that. Of course, it helps when you've got A.J. Brown. Um, uh, and, you know, you've got two amazing deep threats. Let's be honest about this, to take the top off any defense. Um, that helps with Smith and Brown. So, like, that's nice. But they've got a, you know, they've got a great rushing attack. They've got a really good defense. Um, and for the Jags, yeah, was this a little bit of a wake-up call? Because, like, at, at the f- end of the first quarter, it was like, oh, my God, you know, 
these Jags are for real. Trevor Lawrence is really for real. What a difference just a half-decent coach makes. Um, and Doug Peterson is loving his return to Philadelphia. Um, but when you have five turnovers that Brian alluded to, there is a little bit of uh, waking up. But to push the Eagles like they did, push them on offense, push them on defense, you know, let's reset a little bit there. Those Jags, they're going to be in it to win it, but the Eagles are in a different class. Yeah, absolutely. They're for me, they're probably the standout in the NFC. I'm excited to see how the Jags can do. I feel that they could go on a run and uh, look at their schedule over the next few weeks. So let's see what happens there. They could be where we all thought Miami could be in the wild card if Tua goes out for a few more weeks. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, Chargers, Texans. Uh, Chargers benefiting on the Raiders getting the first win. Broncos losing. Uh, going two and two on the season. 34 24 victory. A uh, couple, of, couple of elements here. Brian Davis Mills, obviously couple of interceptions but this Texans team to put up 24 against the Chargers in the situation that they've been in recent years and the situation in which the Chargers are in is not too bad uh, Herbert gets the job done over 330 yards passing two touchdowns and multiple uh, scores in terms of Austin Eckler gets twice uh, only 60 yards in the day that scores two touchdowns they got the job done yeah Eckler was, was better yesterday and uh, Herbert was better yesterday he looked more comfortable this week compared to what we saw last week but you're right, Davis Mills put a performance on this Chargers defense in the second half. Chargers defense has 30 in points allowed and 20 yards allowed. Brandon Staley was the answer. He was brought in to correct this defense. You know, he was great defense coordinator in the Rams, and the owners bought into this. If we can only fix this defense with Justin Herbert here, we have a chance to go and make a big push at the Super Bowl. I'd argue if there was any decent head coach in there coaching this team, this team really would be a Super Bowl contender. But whilst he's there, I... I don't believe in it. I am. Um, yeah, it's a good win. They allowed him to come back. Davis Mills, who for me is an average quarterback, put up a lot of yards on them. Maybe people will challenge me and say it was garbage time stuff, but they came back, rallied, got some nice points on the board. I'm still not convinced by the Chargers. I don't think I ever will, to be honest. Not this season, anyway. Uh, Brian's really putting himself into a corner here with Steely because they could turn it on in November and December. Like a lot of teams have previously. Uh, look, they're, they're in a tough division, but at the same time, uh, Mark. Um, you know, 27 for 39. Herbert is getting the job done, but we do need to see some sort of, uh, not improvement, but we need to see the game evolve for this team over the next few weeks to see if we can say to them, well, can this team take on yeah. the West? Can they beat the Chiefs whenever they play them in LA at some point oh, this season? And that's the big question. Absolutely. Well, I mean, they've got to get people healthy first still. I mean, they're dealing with a revamped O-line. They're still dealing with injuries at the wide receiver position. Like, so they don't have everything. Herbert himself is still injured. I mean, when they had to kind of account for Slater's absence and kind of plug and play a left guard this week, uh, you do worry about him aggravating injuries further. So this was always, to be to be honest, a game to get through. Of course, they should beat the Texans, especially they should beat the Texans with Davis Mills at quarterback um, because he's not been performing well this season at all. Uh, and it, it does feel a little bit like Cinderella in terms of like he had a couple of impressive performances towards the end of uh, last season. But, you know, it just turned midnight. Everything's turned to pumpkin and mice again. And uh, he's been found wanting left on the side of the road in racks. The reality is he's probably going to be a starting quarterback for the Texans for the rest of the season because it's not like they invested in the backup position behind him. Um, so again, another head coach in this instance, Lovey Smith at the Texans, <clears throat> is being left out to dry by his GM, by his ownership yet again, and the rebuilding continues. Um, 
you know, if I'm a Chargers fan or if I'm looking at the Chargers' weakness, again, it looks like run defense. Like, you knew what the Texans were going to do. Damian Pierce had a kind of a career day. He had one big run for 75 yards. He put about 130 on the ground. Like, if you, you're a player of that caliber gash you, what's it going to be like? I mean, Melvin Gordon for the Broncos, for example, Michael. What about Clive Edwards-Hilaire from the Chiefs in the relation to it? Uh, Josh Jacobs had a great day rushing the football yesterday. What about him for the Raiders? Like, they must be licking their lips if that Chargers run D is not going to perform again. Been their Achilles heel many's a year, especially last year um, and actually the year before that. I think they were 31st in the league. So uh, if that... You're right. If Staley isn't fixing that, then, you know, Christ, guys, that's what you're supposed to be doing. But it is week four. Get the win. Move on. Try and improve next week. Uh, talking about improving, the team that's improved the season so far, at least, Detroit Lions put up 45 points against the Seattle Seahawks. And by God, they still lost the game 48-45. Everyone's talking about Geno Smith, who is uh, cooking or playing well. Uh Jar Goff at 378 passing yards yesterday for four touchdowns, albeit one interception. He's proven people wrong, Brian. I mean, people were writing him off at the start of the season, and he's become efficient in this Lions team that has taken a step forward. But you have to argue to let 14 or 48 points in um, in, in any game is unacceptable defensively. Same going for Seattle, who let 45 in. Um, I don't want to say two bad teams because I do rate the Lions more personally than the Seahawks, but it didn't show yesterday. The Lions are... See, we said it like when we when we previewed the opening weekend of the season, we talked of the Lions' defense being erratic, struggling. Their secondary is weak. Um, Philly exploited it. Um, Washington exploited it for large parts of week two and then inevitably in the end last week. Minnesota found ways to exploit it. They're struggling in defense. Yeah, they're very good on offense and they put up some great numbers, but that's the reality the situation they're in. They're going to have to battle these high-scoring games and find a way to come out the right the right end. You're, you're talking about Geno Smith cooking. He's balling because he was 23 of 30, 322 touchdowns, only seven incomplete passes. And to sum up the Lions defense, Seattle didn't punt once in the entirety of the whole game. Once they turned the ball over and they went for four downs, they never punted once in the whole game. And the Lions scored four touchdowns from the seventh-minute marker in the third quarter. So whilst the game looks tight, it really wasn't. Like Seattle were quite comfortable. It actually reminded me, in a way, of the game in which the Lions played in week one where the Eagles were so far ahead and the Lions came rallying back and they, they fell short. But they, they didn't really fell short. It was a lot of late scores and it was a similar scenario yesterday. Seattle, I was a bit annoyed myself because I've been high on Seattle and I picked them a couple of times and, and they haven't delivered and I felt yesterday was a game for them, but I went with the Lions. But when I saw the injuries, we discussed it yesterday morning before we did the show in London, the fact that Brown was out, Swift was out, DJ Chalk was out. You know, I think if we had known that situation when we were making our selections earlier in the week, we may have changed our pick towards Seattle. But uh, Pete Carroll, I mean, he just finds ways to get wins out of teams that when he doesn't have a good roster. Mark, as Brian said, there are obviously multiple players out St. Brown, uh, Amonor out again, DJ Shark, Swift. They still racked up 520 yards on the offense. Does that speak volumes as in how poor the defense is for Seattle? Or what takeaway do you you know have from that? And it's it's interesting. Obviously, Rashad Penny had a great game as well for Seattle, so there was many different ways to take from each team there, but um for me, I just can't see either team being down the stretch at the end of the year, personally. 
I just don't feel that well, 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 no, I mean, the, the Seahawks at least are on their way to the 11 wins that Brian predicted um, at the start of the season. He only predicted nine. I know, that's why I'm doing it. He only predicted nine, but we'll keep adding to it. Um, but of course, you know, it is all about the Lions, really. I mean, they're first in points scored, but last in terms of points conceded. Um, you know, a one and three, but I think it's 35.25 points per game they're conceding, and they're scoring 35 points per game. I mean, it's razor thin, but they're one and three on foot of that. I mean, they just go to cement their legacy as the red zone team of the century, as far as I'm concerned, because you can never not watch them in that 6 p.m. window because they play, they're either putridly behind or putridly ahead, and then there's always drama in the fourth quarter whenever they're playing. And look, they're entertaining to watch at the moment. There's been plenty of Lions teams outside of the Barry uh, Sanders years and the Calvin Johnson years, but they've been dreadful to watch. So at least you've got that, Lions fans. Um, But what are they going to do about that defense? Uh, Dan Campbell came out and said, we're going to review the entirety of this defense from coaching down um, over the next week. Well, what the hell were you doing during the whole offseason? What the hell were you doing during the first three weeks when you've been terrible? And why are you suddenly turning around to that with a quarter of the season gone? Look, I'm sad for it. They seem like a good... You know, good news story. They're obviously hard knocks. They're very entertaining. The dude cares, and he actually seems to be a pretty decent coach, especially if he's reviving the career of Jared Goff. But um, they can't keep playing games like that. As a neutral, fantastic to watch. Bet the over every time. But, you know, that's that's completely and utterly unsustainable. And who knows? Maybe Brian is right about Seattle. Maybe they're going to sneak in some... You know, sloppy wins here and there, but are we convinced by Geno Smith? No. Are we convinced that they have uh, the pathway to the future necessarily there? No. Not at all. I'm really intrigued to see how they get on this weekend because they're playing at home to the Patriots, and they touched on the fact that Belichick, despite his roster, um, finds a way to put a proper game plan around. So I'd be interested to see how he game plan around in explosive offense. Yeah, I should I should have remembered that before I made that comment now for Seahawks fans to rub in my face again, Brian. Thanks. And I have not picked the Patriots so far this season, which is to my detriment. And I mean I know people probably hate me for it. So uh, I think we're on Wednesday this week. Potentially we'll talk about this all thereafter. So stick around for picks this week. <laughs> <laughs>